Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for a late night Horror Express. And again, the late night versions of this show are way different than the normal ones because it's well after midnight. It's almost one o'clock in the morning, and me and Adam are old men, and so we start to get loopy around this time. <laughs> Joel's on an, in another time zone, so he's a little less affected by this, so he's probably going to be the, the more clear-headed person. But these are just a more surreal and meandering approach to the show. You know, if you don't expect uh, cogency and coherence here. Um, so don't tonight, worry, Brennan. Their, their expectations have already pre been pre-lowered. Okay, <laughs> I've, 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 I've dropped them. Um, so anyways, tonight we're doing Saw. We're doing the first three Saw movies. Um, you know, I don't think I need to introduce these films. Everybody knows what they are. There's like... What are there, like nine Saw movies at this point? There's, I don't know the exact. Yeah. There's, there's um, I actually did watch all of them leading up to this podcast. But first, but wow. this week I rewatched just the first three because uh, those are the ones that we're focusing on. But a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, I watched uh, I watched all of them back to back. Um, and so there's quite a few of them. I think uh, the first one came out in 2004 and was directed by James Wan. And... The second and the third one, I think, were... Who directed the third one? It was... Uh, uh, Darren Lynn directed the second one, I believe. But I, yeah. I don't... And I uh, think he he and Juan wrote the third one together, if I recall. Okay, I know. I think uh, the, the, the first three, I think, it's the story... Uh, uh, the story was by James Wan and Leigh Whannell. Uh, in the third one. And I think Leigh Whannell is like the through line for the, the first three movies in terms of the script. Mm -hmm. And then, and you notice that like the fourth movie, it does like, I can definitely see a, a shift after the third film. Um, but, uh, but anyways, we've, we've already started our meandering. So why don't we get into the, get into the movie. And I don't know, uh, Adam, what was your, re I mean, I think, me and Joel have kind of talked about these films a little bit, but I don't really know what your response is. Cause I got, I didn't get the impression that you really particularly had a, as much interest in them. And so I've never I was, seen them before. Okay. Really? Uh, oh, I, holy, holy crap, seen, dude. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge movie. saw person either. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in a similar camp to Adam, but oh, you guys uh, sucks. I loved well, saw when I was a kid. So. <laughs> well, I was, I'll get, I'll I was get in my thirties when, yeah. when the first saw movie came out. So yeah, I, I definitely would have seen them all. I was younger, but I, I they were getting, getting pretty scary for me. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. My my main feeling was I, I was I just expected more of the, the 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 funny little puppet man, and there wasn't a whole lot of the funny little puppet man in the movie. I I, I, I felt betrayed, kind of watching these. Was it because of did scary movie lead you to believe that? Because I feel like scary movie has shaped a lot of people's impression. I have never seen a scary movie okay. or any okay. scary movie-related product. Okay. Oh, God, you suck. Scary movie's funny, too. It wasn't a condemnation. I just haven't seen it. Oh, yes, it is. We all know the case. It, it, at some point, we'll have to do a scary movie uh, discussion. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my wife loves those movies. So I've had to, you know, every oh, time great, a scary man. movie movie came out, we had to go see it in the theater. Um, <laughs> but, uh but yeah, so so I'm sorry, Adam. Continue because we've been interrupting as you've been talking. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, these are weird movies. I mean, it's 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 strange to me that the it, it is strange to me that these were like really popular movies mm. too because they are just I don't know they they just take just the kind of universe they take place in is so strange and the characters are I feel like every character in this is like an extra from like you know a cop show or a hospital <laughs> show yeah. or something. So it's like these characters from really mundane entertainment have wandered into someone's weird, like strange fan fiction universe. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I I'm still I'm still kind of processing. I, I you know I just I only watched three tonight, so I'm still kind of got these rolling around in my head. But yeah, they are very unusual. I'm not sure how I feel, but I'm, I'm glad I watched them. They're definitely interesting. But uh, I'll provide more thoughts later. How did you feel about the friend? <laughs> I'm not um, sure how I feel. So, it's such an interesting sentiment. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think I, I, so I really enjoyed doing this, the, the marathon of Saw movies. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, and, and watching these ones again, I enjoyed doing that. I, 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 I find the movies entertaining, but like you, I wasn't that into them. Like the first one came out and I think I saw it. I, I have memories, like a lot of the stuff that happened in the movie, I remember. So I think I saw it with my wife on TV or something. And my sister was really into the Saw movies. So I remember parts of part two. And I think it's because she was watching it and I was in the room. And I distinctly remember the ending of part three. And I remember it being one of those scenes where I was like, that's very interesting. Like that, just that scene <laughs> at the very end was very interesting to me, and mm. I was very intrigued by the saw, uh, the jigsaw character. Yeah. And I thought about him a lot after that, but I never really cared enough to watch, you know, the saw movies or you know go and see the rest of the franchise. Yeah. Um, but after I had said something to Joel a few podcasts ago about saw being really gruesome, and he said, "No, no, it's actually not. You need to go no. see them again." And I was like, you know what? Like, I, I I had just done like a Final Destination marathon for myself. So I'm like, I'm gonna cap this off with a Saw marathon. Yeah, and I I really enjoyed it. I think I think I had kind of a sneering attitude towards the Saw movies because I think like you, Adam, I was coming out of the '90s and the '80s, and I had like a a sense of what like Saw is such a direct contrast to the horror that I think you and I grew up on. Do you know what I mean? It's like. It's, oh, it's, it's totally like, different. Yeah. 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 And and we had it's... our version of Saw was like Friday the 13th. That, that yeah. was sort of the. Um... No, I, I, I totally. And I, actually, I, and I see, like I say, it's weird. I was when I say it, I was kind of surprised they were popular. But at the same time, I totally get why these were really popular horror movies. It's pretty clear to me. But, but, uh... but, but when Saw came out, I remember it feeling almost like an affront to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, hmm. like that's like and I did. And again, they were just kind of off my back. radar. It wasn't yeah. like I I even rejected them. I just I just really I it, I was like living in the city at the time. I wasn't I I was like socializing a lot. I was out every night, and I just wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to uh, what was in the theater. So I just kind of. I mean, I was my... I was going to the theater like like this came out in two thousand four. So that was like when I was dating my wife, and yeah. I was going to the theater like every freaking weekend to see something so yeah um you know it's possible we even i don't think we would have seen saw in the theater but um but i know that i saw like trailers for it and i just remember feeling like this is 
uh, I don't know. Some, I don't even remember what it was about it, it that bothered me, but something it definitely me has it. a really strong aesthetic of the time. I have to yeah. say, it was kind of funny. It's fun, funny watching it for the first time now because I'm like, wow, this really feels like 2003 to me. Yeah, you know? yeah it's, it's kind of real corn music video vibe. Yes, you know? yeah. There's there's yeah. a very new metal, a very Nine Inch Nails industrial quality to it. It's like a, it's kind of like a Marilyn Manson music video, yeah, or, or like, like insane yeah. clown posse, like, someone like yeah, that, like, like of the time, you know. Yeah, like the doll. Yeah. Even I was like, that doll has definitely got to be modeled after Marilyn Manson. That feels like it was modeled after Marilyn Manson. But um, but I mean, it's a really fun movie. Also, I remember mm -hmm. hearing an interview with um, uh, mm -hmm. what's his name, Tobin, the guy who plays Jigsaw. Um, yeah. What is that guy's name? It, it is like Tobin or something uh, like Tobin that. Bell. Yeah. Tobin Bell. That's right. Um, Bell. Oh man. So he he was on a show here called Toucher and Rich. It's a radio show, and they did this little bit where they had uh they had him on, and I didn't even I didn't know he was the guy in Saw until they mentioned it, uh -huh. but uh but they had a guy on the show who's kind of a doofus named Adolphus. And the, the bit was the he was going to read a line of dialogue and then they were going to have Tobin Bell read the same line of dialogue to show yeah. the difference between a non-actor and a real actor. And uh -huh. so the line was, how did your sister, how'd your sister die? And so Adolfo <laughs> goes, how'd your sister die? And Tobin Bell gets the script and he says, do I have to keep the contraction? And that like immediately captured my attention. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, why is he saying that? And so he read it and he goes, how did your sister die? And he did it much better than I just did. But he, that emphasis on the dead, it just added all of this meaning to the uh -huh. line. And so <laughs> I Im immediately became interested in this guy as an actor. Do you know what I mean? And he's, so yeah, he's he really murders his role. It's, yeah, he's yeah. perfect for it. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing that that's the thing that's good about them. I think he is the thing that makes oh, the movie so good. Yeah, if you if you had someone who wasn't that good in the jigsaw role, these movies would just kind of fall apart. I think. At yeah, least. you come for the puppet, you stay for the dying old man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... And, and so I think also my other reaction is the first movie is way better than I remember. The first movie is like a really good horror movie. Yeah, it's, it's solid. Solid. solid yeah, yeah, it was. I, I actually staved off watching any of the sequels because of how much respect I had for the first movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, fir the first movie does a great job of keeping these two characters in a room. And then the only, the only escape you have from that room are the flashbacks. And the flashbacks, because they're uh, flashbacks... And the police investigation, too. The police investigation during... Um, oh wait, actually, that's a flashback, isn't it? Yeah, never mind. Well, no, yeah. they 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 cut because we get to see his his wife and daughter. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, that's right. So that's they right. they have a little but, bit of a break, but it's still connected. Like it's all laser focused into that room. Yeah, um, honestly, I did feel like they could have they could have spent more time in the room. It's like I feel like they could have built up a little more tension. Like they, I feel like they kind of cut away from the room more than they should have, but. It still works, but uh, that's well, and also, I think my my decision. But my feeling too is because they were cutting away to things that were largely uncomfortable, uh -huh. or were flashbacks that were very hazy and just kind of it just it didn't make you feel like you were escaping the room. Do no, I mean? no, but uh, yeah, that, that's one of the strengths I think. Because uh, you're because you're right, like that kind of helps build up some of the tension of their current situation when you see the outcome of the other jigsaw deaths. Mm -hmm. And there aren't a lot of deaths in this movie that happen in that that prime timeline. Yeah. So you kind of have to you still need to get your kills in 
as, mm-hmm. a, as a schlocky horror movie. And that's how they did it. They did it in flashbacks. Good point. It's a good point. Yeah. And, and, and I have to say, Joel was correct. The first movie is not that gruesome. I mean, there, there is there's no. a few pretty, pretty yeah. t- tense scenes. Like there's the guy that like kills himself, like cut himself up through barbed wire and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but again, you just don't see a lot of gore. There's a lot of yeah. implied horror. Uh, even when you're looking right at the, the, the torture going on, not a lot of blood gushing everywhere. Not a lot of organs. They, they tell you that they cut so deep that they got stomach acid. They don't yeah. really show you though. And the fact that they don't show you and they, they play it in that kind of jerky fast forward, it makes it seem a lot more intense than it really mm-hmm. is. I like that. And it's a clever little technique and they do it a lot in that movie. Maybe a little too much, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't a huge fan of the, and they did, they keep this with the whole series, at least in the first three movies, where they do the, we're doing normal motion, then we're doing really intense fast yeah. forward flashbacks. Yeah. Woo, 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 which which is what gives it that like Nine Inch Nails, 90s new metal yeah, sort of, you know. Um, and I know Nine Inch Nails isn't new metal, but just that, that, that aesthetic. I, we'll have to get into that discussion at some other point, but like, um, but yeah, it's, it's an aesthetic that is very um what's there's a modern phrase for it it's like uh, muddy like, it's, it's, well, it's, it's like a, like a pick me it's almost like they're they're begging to be taken seriously like we demand to be taken seriously <laughs> oh, okay I, like that's I, what's I, going on with that and uh it's a real tr- try hard is lo- yeah it's a try hard thing you, yeah. there's too much there's too much language to describe things now like there's just there's uh, there's everything has a pejorative that you can it's the most to old man yeah. sentence i've ever heard Brenda. <laughs> There's just too much language in the world. There's too many How words. dare you use neologisms? <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, you know what it made the, the the that central room. What it reminded me of was the bathroom in public school. That's what it reminded me of. Was yeah, uh, and God, I, and I, it oh, did. I yeah, I, I think that's what they were going for. I think they wanted you to feel that same sense of entrapment you felt as a kid going to school. Do you know what I mean? Just the, <laughs> but. but. But yeah, so, uh, but I, I, I like that. I also, the other interesting thing about this movie is Gary Elways is in it. And this was kind of an yeah, odd really point in his career. Elways. And he's, it, it, I mean, and obviously he had done Dracula and stuff, but he's generally, I, I find more suited to light, lighter hearted material. And so it was interesting to see him in this movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and also I, I, I got the impression that this was kind of like at a, I could be wrong, but I always when even when the trailer came out, I remember thinking this felt like the, the low point of his career, and this was maybe like his John Travolta moment uh, in terms of you know like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, kind of making a, a bit of a yeah. comeback. I don't think um, anyone thought Saw was going to be the huge hit that it was. I, yeah, <laughs> well, and he, he comes back to the series later, doesn't he? Like, does he yeah. come back in? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like. It became a hit and actually seemed to rebound his career a little bit. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. He's in Stranger Things and things like that now. It's good mm-hmm. to see. I like Harry always. I kind of always wish he had more work. Yeah, it was well, good it, in this too. And they, and yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they off, but well, there's a lot of actors in this movie that are not American that are faking American accents like Harry always. So I think that's also <laughs> like another. I don't know. It's kind of got like gives it almost like a Walking Dead kind of feel because there you. There are these the I don't know when when you bring in that kind of actor to a movie like this, it, it's a different effect. And it's obviously not all English actors, but you know uh, the other the other guy Hoffman in the later films I think is Scottish. Do you know what I mean? So it's just mm. uh, um, I, I, there's a couple. I, 
couple of other people too. I can't remember. I was I was I was looking people up as we were watching it. Um, <laughs> oh, the guy, the guy in the third movie, uh, Jeff, the the guy whose son was killed oh, by yeah. the drunk driver. He was uh, 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 from Braveheart. He and he's a Scottish actor. He was oh, in the really? movie Braveheart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, wow, you never know. He was Scottish, huh? Yeah. Elvis does a really good job. Yeah, Elvis well, doesn't do a super convincing job doing an American accent. No, Elvis, no. you could hear it. He it's yeah. a little too growly. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's tra- he's like really fighting his Britishness. It's, that's uphill <laughs> battle, man. He does a good job now. He's like an American in Stranger Things, and he sounds totally fine. Again, well, I, I didn't realize it was him at first. It worked with him being a doctor because doctors kind of speak in that that higher level of English. Yeah, that, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, I mean, like, why not just let him have his accent, though? That's what I always think. I I always think that, too. I'm like, you, I mean, I feel like Americans watch so much British TV now. Like, in the 80s, you would have all these Americans who had trouble. I can't understand the people in this show. It's like, I don't think that's even an issue anymore. It's Man, Americans are dumb. I will say, though, uh, like, working working here in, in the hotel industry, actually hearing accents... Like from places like England and Australia, it's always like a shock to me. I'm like, wow, they really sound like that. It's like going <laughs> to a zoo to me. Like that's how Midwestern I am. Um, sorry, people I, of other cultures. <laughs> I just, I just don't think. Well, I mean, maybe what they were worried about is. Well, here's a question: Which character did you identify with most in that in the first Saw movie between the two of them? Oh man, I, it's got to be always. Like he's. As, as troubled as he is, he's the most heroic character. So I want to be that guy. Um, Adam, how about you? I feel, Honestly, like, I feel like the reporter was a fink. <laughs> I, I didn't really relate. I mean, because I, I enjoyed the movie, but it wasn't a movie that really kind of pulled me well, into really. Let, let me I, was, I was kind of watching. I relate who, who, did you, who did you sympathize <laughs> exactly. with? Exactly. I was just, yeah. where's the puppet? That was just <laughs> all I was thinking in every scene. Who but, did you have more sympathy for, though, I guess would be the question. Like, which one were you? You know, like, or yeah, did you team Edward not or team Jacob, man? Come on, make a choice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of pressure. Well, I mean, um, if you didn't, you can you know, also just say it. I, I don't know. Either. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't really rooting for either of the two characters. I was just, I was just, I was just impassively, coldly, re- in a reptilian fashion, wondering which of them <laughs> was like, going to die. I think that means you, you identify with Saw. <laughs> I, I, think so. I, I, I think Tobit Bell had this one right. It's turning out to be or Zep, or Zep possibly or, as well. Or who? Or Zep, the guy that was running things for oh, Saw on the Zep first side. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but he kind of had like that like reptilian vibe going. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of was going back and forth because there were times when I was like, I don't know. The 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 uh, the Adam character reminded me of like being a delivery driver. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like I, yeah. it, he kind of had that vibe to him. Yeah. He was like a photographer, but I it reminded me of my delivery driver days. And I really couldn't. I don't know. The, I felt like always being a doctor that kind of automatically put a little more distance between me and him. Um, and 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 the reason why that I asked the question is because. I was thinking, I wonder if one of the reasons why they didn't have Elway's do the accent was because they were worried it would create more distance between Probably. him and the audience. That, that um, makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, 
they knew that their audience was a bunch of schlubs like us. Well, oh, he's talking all fancy. I want him to die. Well, not that, but I mean, like, you know, the, the English accent has like a, it's probably less so now, but like it used to be the accent for villains in movies, right? So, you know, like, God, you're right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it just indicates us, like, it, it used to convey like arrogance and thing, you know, or being, you know, upper class or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, like the Americans love hating uh, the British. That's the thing we love doing. Uh, I think now we're just feigning it. I don't think there's any real nobody can hate the British. Come on, Uh, but uh, so adorable. But uh, so my other thought about this movie and the whole and the rest of the franchise actually is I think one of its strengths is that it's built on really well constructed flashback sequences that like individually tell kind of a complete story. Do you know what I mean? Like a jigsaw um, and you puzzle. can, I think, I think as it goes on, that gets a little bit less the case. So, huh? Like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, I know, I, I right? Guess, yeah. Because each movie is a little puzzle. Come well, no, on, and that's they do, clever. They do no, no, that no, that's actually valid, especially as you get into like the later movies, and they really start doing that. And you realize but, the um, franchise is an ever-expanding super jigsaw. You're like, oh jigs- god. The jigsaw piece isn't a clue. It's just an indication that a piece well, is missing from this person. So well, so like Adam, you know how like in like one of the things they start doing by the second and third movie is they start to recontextualize things that happened in the prior yeah. movies. Yeah. That is once you get to part four, that's all the series is is just <laughs> recontextualization <laughs> of the it, it does it really well. Like that's, they know what they are and they do it well. But it's it, it's kind of like how the series is sustained at well, that like, point. The, after four, because I've watched a lot. I don't know if I watched all of them, but I watched a ton of them. And after four, I got lost. I'm like, okay, yeah, wait, that meant like five different things in three different movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they start compre- like everything starts happening at di- like this actually was happening the day that Saw Two was happening, and so, uh-huh. but this is also happening. So you're like losing track of. And this person is actually working for this person. It, it gets very it's confusing. Like, it's like primer without the time travel. Well, I feel yeah, like kinda. to me, it's it's like <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Law and Order meets Twenty Four is how it feels to me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like a very I, soap opera the, ha- uh, tone to it. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I definitely got that that cop show vibe from it. I just felt like I was watching some weird combination of torture porn and a cbs procedural show and uh the other so big a difference... cbs procedural show then yeah <laughs> that's true i don't know what to do yeah i guess it was just an episode of criminal minds really <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> the, the other big difference is the first three movies saw's motivation is pretty he he's not that sympathetic in the first three films. Like he he's, he becomes a little bit more humanized by the third movie, I would say. But his actual motivation is he's not he, he's not like um, going after horrible people and you're rooting for them to die. By part four, they shift so that he's kind of selecting people that you want to die, uh-huh. and and it's it's not just that he's going after people who aren't, you know valuing yeah. their own life enough it's that they've done something horrible and they need to pay a price do you know that, what i mean so, yeah that is is something i'll uh say that at least they do right in these movies i watched is it would be really easy to just make these all oh yeah these make them terrible people kind of the 
the the tales from the crypt thing they sometimes go overboard with where it's just well everyone deserves to die in this yeah. anyway and so it doesn't really work as horror yeah. but it, it, it's it's pretty ambiguous in that respect now what did you think of his whole and we'll get on to <laughs> saw two and three too but i'm just what did you think of his whole his whole thing jamie of the, the philosophy of jigsaw yeah. it's um it's pretty condescending if you're right down to it. Oh, you're not yeah. pro- you're not valuing your life enough. Well, who are you to judge that, you freak? If you're yeah. strapping people into death devices, I think that one of us has a lot more reason to judge than the other. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really hold up at all for me. No, no, it it, it makes sense. Well, not, if you not do you think of him as a villainous just character? Just as a but... as a villain's motivation, what do you think? Sure, it makes perfect sense as a villain well, motivation. I, I like intelligent philosophical villains personally. I like, so I do like philosophical villains, but I, I I kind of feel that you're boring and you don't do much <laughs> doesn't give you the most colorful victims necessarily but of course they find ways around that the second one well they just throw a bunch of criminals in because they're the ones he's really going after the cop and i because the thing is he doesn't even really stick to it it's like well the cop he's going after the cop because he beats people up and frames them but what's that got to do with but but, but he filled a house with people that he thought deserved to die that this cop arrested so the cop's doing something right admittedly yeah i know but but here's the thing just the more you think about it it's like uh, i think what he was actually saying to that cop is he was going after the cop because he wasn't framing people anymore and he wasn't beating people because he was saying you're not the (laughs) cop you used to be you're not the medal winning do you know what i'm saying but then again See, because the way the way the cop could win the game was to have not beat him up. If he hadn't beat him up, he still would have been talking to Jigsaw when the safe opened. That's true. And his son That's would have come. So that the, the game was set up for mm. him to be punished if he beat Jigsaw up. Once he beats Jigsaw, he's like, oh, okay, I'll take you. Yeah, that's fair. And that's so, fair. Yeah. I actually, the second one's my favorite out of all of them. I, I that, actually that quite one, enjoyed the it, third one. But. It took me a second at the end where I was like, wait, that didn't make sense. Come on. Oh, wait, no, it clicked together. And I was like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I, yeah, the second, I think, was was my favorite of the three. What I, what I liked about the second one was how they brought this character from the first movie and expanded on her. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the cool. surprise ending. I thought that all really worked. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of deflated in the third one, unfortunately. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I was about tragic. to say too, they totally ruined that character in the third one for me, and I, I it made it hard to like that movie. Well, it, it it's a very bold series in that regard. Its main antagonist is dying, and is no threat <laughs> yeah, to anyone. And they kill him, yeah. and they keep the going third, for a long yeah. time. Yeah, they the third ruin, movie. And, Every time they set up an easy, oh, this will be the new Jigsaw, they ruin them. And you're just, like, left, like, wondering, like, well, who the hell's the new Jigsaw yeah. in the next movie? And they keep it fresh. Like, that's that takes some balls to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. I actually like the third it's... movie. I mean, I, the first one, I think, is the best movie, but the third movie yeah. is kind of my personal favorite in terms of where the characters go and the kinds of dialogue the characters are having. Um there's a lot mean? of there's a lot of interesting things about the third one. I kind of, you know, it's interesting what they were doing, but I just felt the Amanda was just so incoherent in this movie. It's like because I mean, oh, know, it's, yeah. okay, it's like well, she in the first two, it's like okay, yeah, it made sense. She like worshipped Jigsaw because he's the one who changed her life. 
But now we find out retroactively she never believed in his theory and and she was killing all the people all along. And it, but why was she following him if she didn't believe his theory and she thought nobody could ever, I don't know, just everything well, about think, it just did not make sense to me. I, I think, on the one hand, I think you're right. The um, this This one does undermine the character they kind of established at the end of the second movie where you're like, wow, she's now like the disciple who's going to carry out his will. And, and there's that sort of lost by them going this direction with the character. On the other hand, because of her history being like an addict and having these issues and well, having her go, yeah. no, having her be unstable in some way or, you know, screwing up and him testing her and ultimately killing her because she failed the test. That I'm fine with just the way they mm. did it. I just felt like this. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have done the same basic idea and had her personality make sense. But it just. I yeah, see, I, so for me, the, the third movie is in terms of her character, I was OK with how they. And again, I guess it depends on because because watching it, it's a little bit hard to follow all the threads. So I feel like I might sure. be missing a detail here <laughs> and I could be wrong. Yeah, but, I could be, too. But, I, could uh, be missing but, but I felt like her whole thing is she has like a weird relationship with Jigsaw. And so a lot of her issues yeah. that are coming out are coming out because of that weird relationship. And uh, she clearly is like in. in like seemingly in love with him or something like that is yeah. going on. Well, um, and so she's acting it's all, out. It's all um, over the place though, because I would have been okay if like she'd lost her faith in Jigsaw there at the end. And that's why she was doing things, but pushing it all the way back to the first movie that she was, you know, killing yeah. these people. She was supposed to be saying, I'm like, that's what ruins it for me because that means oh, I get what she, was, she was, she was, you know, she even in the second movie when we saw her, she wasn't the loyal disciple. She was already the person that oh, didn't I see. even as. Oh, see, but it was yeah. the backcasting of it that really ruins it. Basically, my, my interpretation of her trajectory is that what what made her decide to start killing people was yeah. because of how everything happened with Donnie Wahlberg's character, where he got out of the room and he attacked her, and he said she wasn't Jigsaw. I thought that was the scene that caused her to go in that direction. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be but, wrong. But, but hadn't she already killed the other guy with the plastic bag? You know, like but a, that was a mercy killing. That was, see, I think that okay. was a mercy killing. I don't think, I because that was, and again, yeah, I, I do okay, agree with okay. you. It's confused. It's not, I, cause I didn't notice it until the second viewing, but when that scene happens, he says her weakness is her emotions. And when she goes in there, her emotion with Adam is complete sympathy for his situation, right? Where she's, yeah, no, she's distraught. I, you, you might be uh, right about that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. But, and so but, we're actually seeing a more slow decline over, and it's just like not really presented in a linear way. Yeah, it's that not presented in a linear way. And so like, and again, I could be wrong because the timelines in this movie are so confusing that like I, I, I might be missing something that happens before both of those things or something. Yeah. Because of the way they, but yeah, I thought about chronologically, were, I think it makes more sense. It's just not presented chronologically. So it's kind of, but, but Adam, yeah. the thing that I wanted to mention to you that I thought you would find interesting is that in like the, I forget which movie, I think like the, the fifth movie or the the fourth or the sixth <laughs> they they add in a new detail okay uh, that completely changes the reason why she goes apeshit at the end <laughs> of the third movie 
Uh-huh. And so there's a whole other reason on top of everything else that that, you know, so this, the movie kind of does it, it's continually doing this to itself where yeah. it, it, it says, you know, it adds in a character or adds in a motivation and then projects it back. Um, and you kind of just have to roll with it. Uh, but but I could see how that would be off putting to you uh, in the uh, especially because I do agree that the ending of the second movie was, I thought, really compelling it was like oh this is an interesting fantastic like yeah yeah. i love that they kill their guy at the end of that movie and they sort of revive him for the third movie but i don't think he's around for the fourth movie i think he actually dies in the third one like i think permanently doesn't he like even for the rest of the series yeah no that that's why i was so intrigued that's why when i said um i remembered the final scene at the end Mm -hmm. of part three and i didn't know that it was part three i just knew it was a saw movie Um, but i remember that scene and i remember thinking wait they just killed off their main character (laughs) <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And he was doing something really interesting when they killed him off. So, yeah, the, the, at the end of the third movie, he gets he he gets killed by Jeff. And um, and again, I think that the the setup to how Jeff and that lady were married, I thought was really clever how they kind of arranged for all that. Yeah. Um, but in the in the fourth movie, he literally gets rolled into the morgue. Like that's the uh, and he doesn't come back as an undead. I, I I thought they were going to pull like a Friday the 13th and be like, well, we have no choice. We have to make him a zombie now because we killed him. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, his they, twin brother arrives. Yeah. His, his twin Ready brother for vengeance. Um, but no, they but, do something uh, a lot more creative and interesting with it. And like, that's, that's really bold. It's one of the reasons yeah. I respect the franchise much more than just the individual movies that comprise it. Yeah. Because like they kept doing that. You know where I've got complaints or things I'm 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 it's definitely a franchise where they're they're trying to be creative here. They're not they're willing to take risks. There's no question. But yeah, and I think that risk makes it compelling. You know, it makes you want to yeah. watch the next movie. Like, well, what the hell is gonna? What happen? the hell are? They? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah. I, uh, so okay, R- ranking these ranking these movies uh, personally because I think that we all kind of have our favorite here. I think I I'm in the majority when I say the first one is probably the best, most coherent movie. Um, I Mm -hmm. personally like the second movie the best. I I love the note it ends on. I love my favorite scene in the whole the all these three movies is the one where the like the cop goes in and starts beating the hell out of Jigsaw. And it's clear that there's Jigsaw's plan is in no danger at any point. And he's completely got the upper hand, even though he's just a fragile, easily murderable old man. Like he, like he, and it's the it's the composure of the actor that really sells it. You know, it's it's uh, Bell's performance where he's just like, yeah, you can keep beating me up. This does hurt well, and suck, but you're well, still gonna lose. Yeah, well, exactly. As I as I mentioned earlier, that's how he loses. If he hadn't mm-hmm. beat, all he had to do was not beat Jigsaw up, and he would have been fine, and he would have gotten his son back. But don't, uh, don't flip your don't flip your shit, bro. Yeah. Anyway, it's my favorite. It's the crowning jewel seed for me because it, it perfectly contrasts just how non-threatening Jigsaw is physically and how unbelievably dangerous he is intellectually. Yeah, um, that makes for a really compelling villain, and uh, it's it's something I've stolen for a lot of my my role-playing game villains. Where like they'll have a plan, and Ozymandias and Watchmen does this too. It's not like it's unique to him. Uh, the uh, Annabelle Lecter doesn't sound to the Lambs. There's a lot of movies where this happens. Uh, the guy in Seven does it, of course. Um, yeah. But I, 
Jigsaw does it consistently, and and Bell's performance is so fantastic that like that's kind of what I want to steal. And I love doing that. I love villains whose plan is already well on the way to success by mm-hmm. the time the heroes kick in the door to confront them. And they're like, "Well, you can kill me, but you're still gonna lose." I love that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a che- he's a he's definitely a chess playing villain. Um, yeah, but what, but you said you were gonna rank the movies. What's your ranking for the uh, movies? My my ranking as far as personal favorites actually is the third one at the bottom. Even though I really enjoyed it, uh, for me mm. it's two one three uh, in okay. in ranks of how much I enjoyed it. In ranks that I respect okay. them. It's probably one three two. I know that sounds weird, but three was actually pretty brilliantly written. Um, like like you said, the the little rug pull at the end where where the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, get together and that was like all a part of jigsaw's master plan but also there was another different master plan and then there was a master yeah. plan that was like the master master plan yeah. that's such a fun scene um yeah and the fact the whole movie builds towards it and is still an incredibly cool interesting saw movie that keeps you guessing to the end with lots of really great gruesome kills and wonderful performances like yeah that's really respectable and it doesn't really get equaled again i don't think the the first one does that really well the third one does that really well the second one i think is a little bit too uh i think the cast of characters is a little weaker that we stay with most for the most part i think there's too many characters in the second yeah it's it's really it's like that you don't get to you don't get attached to anybody in that movie aside from the cops yeah i don't i don't remember who they are yeah Uh, and it really leans hard on that one thug guy with the the nail bat like that guy is like the villain of the movie and he's like not that great of a character and then he dies and then it's over and you're like okay cool yeah, actually, so that, when I talk out there, everyone's like an extra from a cop show. He's like the the, the cop show extra thug who shows up yeah. and waves his bat around. And, I mean, and he's right. and he's very mid two thousands dude, bro, too. Oh There's yeah, very, yeah. Very, now, I, and they, I don't want to diminish the performance of the actor, but the character was not very well put together. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it's hard to say when someone's got a role like that. Yeah, I mean, I think he sold that role really well. It was really intimidating yeah. and intense. Like, <laughs> so he did it, but like the role itself sucked. Boring. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he served he served the purpose, I guess, in that scene. But I agree with you. He's not. Um, yeah. 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 He wasn't as. I well, you know what it is the first. So my ranking, just before I forget, is is one three two. Um, so definitely, I would start the first one. I think was the best one. Three is probably my personal favorite, but I would definitely put it as the <laughs> number two slot, and then two after that. Um, uh, I, the first movie is two characters essentially. There are other characters, but two characters are the focus, and then the, and then you suddenly have this full, huge cast of characters. And you're not even show. sure who you're focusing on. Yeah, yeah. And, it gets the the second yeah. one immediately does that, and it becomes yeah. much more difficult. The which, third one tightens it down again, which is nice. Yeah, but. But maybe that's a good thing because it does make them all. You re, like if it if they had not done that, maybe one, two, and three would all have felt too similar. And mm-hmm. by yeah. having the second one deviate in that way, it actually it, it's kind of easy to track the different movies. Right. It took a risk and like it made the movie distinct. That one stands out in my mind is like the ensemble movie. I think yeah. four goes back to that. Um, but as far as the first three, that's the ensemble one to me. Yeah, I would say that's definitely an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Adam, what's your ranking? I'm honestly not sure. I mean, I just watched mm-hmm. all three of them, so it's kind of tricky to still gestating. Yeah, I, I I really don't have an order. 
yet at this point. That's fair. That's fair. Well, what's your, what are some of your favorite scenes? Uh, it's, it's kind of the, 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 just the real question we're asking here. <clears throat> yeah, let's see. Well, we've already talked about the uh, end of three. That was good. And the, the endings of 03 and 2 both really yeah. stick with me. Those are very impressive. Uh, man. How'd you feel about, like how'd you feel about Jigsaw being the dead guy on the ground in the first one? Oh yeah, that was that was a good reveal there. Definitely. Yeah, I, I like that in the third one. I like that they answered a lot of the criticism that they got back from that movie, where they had him inject something that made him not twitch or move almost <laughs> at all. Like, okay, no, all right, all right. They actually went yeah. back and they they answered that. So that, that was, was neat. Yeah, I always like that when you see there's a line in something that you know the writers are just covering their butt. And they're just like, <laughs> all right, I don't want to get crap for this. But. uh Let's see. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think we've already talked about all the scenes that really well, came up in my mind there. But uh, like, What about um, the most, like, what scenes bothered you the most in terms of the torture? If oh, yeah, what, what was the, the fingernail cutting scene? Well, like, it's really that the needle scene was one yep. that bothered yeah. me the most. I yeah, mean, that was my bad. watermark for that one. Yeah, does, does, did Amanda get hepatitis or anything from that? Like, yeah, it seems weird that she was in on it since she's when it went in the pit. Well, yeah, if, they, if they wanted to find a reason for her to like lose her faith in Jigsaw and something, but maybe get me in the, the pit. hypodermic pit, Jigsaw <laughs> threw me yeah. in the pit. Well, well the, second was... movie, the second movie, while it's really fun, I mean, his his plan, a lot of the elements of his plan are really, really, really iffy. I mean, it's like, okay, well. The kid is smaller, which means she, theoretically you'd think he'd be the first one to die of gas. But you know, uh, it's uh, yeah, it, there's a well, lot he, of. He probably gave that kid an antidote for it. Ah, yeah. Rigged, well, would he yep. rig his also? Also, I will say this: Jigsaw is precise enough that he's the kind of guy that probably injected <laughs> them with the like took their body weights <laughs> into account when he gave yep. them their dose of the nerve agent. Um, Oh, wait, wasn't it coming through the vents, though? I don't know if it was, was coming through the gas. vents or if they were dosed up. Was it coming through the vents? Yeah, so it was coming it was through the gas. vents, but oh, I'm willing okay. to bet he probably dosed all of them with enough that they would, like, die at around the same time, like, enough of something that would mitigate it. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm just nitpicking at this point. So. It's not the kind of movie where you really need to worry too much about it anyway. But uh, and the, the magic wand of these movies is Jigsaw's a genius. Exactly. You know, he took yeah, the, everything into account somehow, impossibly. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. all of your concerns, Adam, all of your criticisms would get amplified tremendously as the series goes on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not even really bothering me. It's just, you know, where we've... Gotta yeah, keep talking Jig about the movie. So I'm Jigsaw to... might be a genius, but the screenwriters weren't. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's one of those things. I mean, you Oh, there are huge flaws in the um in the design of some of these scenarios. They 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 all require things falling into place exactly. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um and uh well even in the first movie, there's a lot of coincidence and comedy of errors elements that make it a lot scarier of a trap for the people involved and works to Jigsaw's favor that he can't chalk that up to genius. Like that was just, that just happened to happen. Jigsaw is the world's luckiest serial killer. <laughs> but, uh, and also, okay, so. you know, just, um, but, uh, but for me, the, uh, I agree. The needle trap, 
that's one that that one really stuck with me. I remember. Oh, I remember did it now? It's one did of the it things I, with you. Uh, it wasn't intended, but yeah, <laughs> it, 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 that, that that's that, that's one of the things I remembered going in. Um, the other one is the that that fucking uh, skull drilling sequence. Um, that, oh, in the third I, one. I, yeah, I had to look away. I could not watch the skull drilling sequence. Well, they show um, you the bone of his skull yeah. and they like drill into it and there's like I, all the blood welling up it's real medical procedure that I didn't actually bother me as much because it was so medical it, it did feel like watching a medical documentary as opposed to watching someone be tortured or something so it was like okay and it was I, jigsaw I, I don't really care too much if he's uh, in pain well, the third one had some nasty ones like that pig thing where the guy was the like pig. Well, that was gross, but that like I could handle. It was the 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 skull really bothered me. Um, Skull bothered you? I could see that one. Um, Yeah, the skull one was definitely up there. Um, What were some other ones that got to me? There was there was a lot. I mean, like this movie. What was the one with the guy with the eyeball? The guy that had the oh uh, yeah, like the key behind his eye. Yeah, I don't know. That didn't. I didn't get the logic of that one so much. I'm like, so wait, you already got it back there without destroying his eye. So theoretically, (laughs) so can he. I mean, like, I wouldn't want yeah, to. Sure, I'm sure confused yeah. by that, too. Well, actually, they, they in a weird, I, I think Saw 7 kind of explains how they managed to do that. Not oh. not not adequately, but in fact, oh, you probably will be did. angry at the explanation if you want me to tell you, Adam. But uh, Yeah, I know. Um, anger us. We deserve it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it turns out by Part 7 that Carrie Elways has survived. And that he's actually Saw's number one disciple. And so all of the <laughs> medical stuff that we see happening over the course of the movies is mostly performed by Carrie Elways. Um, okay. Uh, he's uh, even the one that selects the doctor that uh, that's in the third movie. Um, interesting. Because she's got the hotspot to operate on a brain. Yeah. yeah. I guess she's really talented or, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, that that whole scene with the the trepanation was so wonderfully intense. I, I really liked that. Scene. Yeah, I, it was. I, I was amazed. Like, they did a good job of making it medically convincing. Yeah, yeah, I, it was very well done. I mean, I was, was squirming uh, in my seat watching that scene. That scene was like you you posted about Robin Williams today. I saw on Facebook. I was becoming Robin Williams watching that. Like I was just moving in my seat and uh, like <laughs> I was just making weird faces because I was so uncomfortable. that's a that's a good squirm moment so and this is this is a franchise that prides itself on its squirm moments so best squirm moment per movie go i think i think skull i think trepanation in movie three is probably the best squirm moment needle pits two what's the best squirm moment in the oh it's got to be the sawing off of the leg that's like the that's the money shot of the whole movie Um, number one yeah. yeah definitely yeah, and, and, and it's the one you know it's coming, too. Yeah, so, they built up a good sense of dread with that one. I, I agree. Yeah, and the acting really sells that one when they're doing the cuts back and forth and the yeah. screaming and begging and just uh, the intensity of Elway's performance in that one is really, really good. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a funny clip on YouTube called How Saw Should Have Ended, <laughs> um, which, <laughs> which plays around with, uh, you know, uh, you know, that scene. Uh, that I recommend people watch, but uh, I'm yeah, to check it out. I like the how it should have ended things. Those are really fun. Yeah, it's how saw it should have ended, and it's basically like you know the other guy Adam saying, "Well, wait, what if your family is like okay now? Like maybe you you don't need to saw off your foot at all." <laughs> and, um, oh, right. I was about to do something really stupid and irreversible. Uh, um, 
but uh, but yeah, that that scene. I guess in that other, were there any other scenes that were really rough? I mean, the bear trap thing was pretty difficult to watch, even though it didn't go off on her. Yeah, <laughs> the dread in that one was really good. I liked that yeah. scene a lot. Um, let me see. The the pig trap in the third one got to me. What else? Because there there was a lot of nasty deaths in that movie. Let me see. Because the, in the first one there was the there was uh, the guy with the chains who gets. Uh, oh, that was rough. To rip the chains out. Yeah, oh a, yeah that was pretty intense that like that you can kind of feel the prosthetic element of that one because a lot of them are just kind of like on obvious like squibs they're like yeah exactly to, yeah so that kind of exactly reduced that, it for that me, the effects on that I, I, I was just throwing out out uh, particular scenes because i agree it was the, the dread of that was bigger for me than when it actually started happening and i'm like oh yeah the, the dread of that, that was effect. really good like the yeah. one on his jaw was when I was like, what are you yeah. really like yeah. some of these would kill you if you tried to do them. Like yeah. no amount of wanting to live is going to keep you from the shock of like losing your, your jaw. jaw. You're going to yeah. lose consciousness and bleed to death. Yeah. Like that's just how it works. I'm sorry, Jigsaw. I don't I can't want to live more than physical reality will allow me to. Yeah, some of some of them were pretty inexplicable, I think. But um, <laughs> the well, when yeah. you realize they're supposed to be flawed, they make a little more sense. Yeah, I was about to say, I just chalked that up to maybe, it was like, oh, maybe Amanda did that because uh, she just doesn't want them to survive. Well, and that guy wasn't supposed to survive that one, right? Because the door yeah, was Yeah, the door was shut. welded shut. Yeah. So it's like she, she took double precautions to make sure he wouldn't <laughs> survive. But I, I think that um, the generally, I, I think that the less you see in the Saw movies, the more effective the scares are, in my yeah. opinion. As the series goes on, the scares become like the graphicness of it becomes kind of the point. A little, yeah. Like again, I, I like I said, I was watching the Final Destination movies, and it's a similar type of thing where it's just sort of like it sort of has to constantly one up itself. Um, one one thing I wanted to point out, something that bothered me about Part Three was. Jeff is like the slowest saw contestant in the world. Yeah, yeah, I dude, agree. he sucks. Yeah, I agree. It, it was really annoying waiting for him to be late with every one of those tests that he was going through. So that, like, you know, like except for the judge, I think the judge was the only one that he successfully. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. effectively the same beat a couple of times. It's like, okay, he's just going to hesitate. Then he'll belatedly think, oh, I'm going to survive, so help this person, and then go get the key. And So, yeah, it's essentially kind of a repetition of the same situation. Yeah, I think Saw, I think Jigsaw probably should have factored in a little more time for introspection per each J challenge. J Jigsaw <laughs> did not give people enough time. Like, 60 seconds to yeah. find, like, a... You know, to, to do whatever it is you got to do in the room before you can, you know, the, 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 well, the killer trap. One, the first one wasn't quite so rushed. You know, like he gave you like hours to contemplate your fate, you know? Oh, um, no, I know. But I'm saying there were some that were like, you have 60 seconds to do 60 whatever. 60 seconds to blah, blah. Yeah. I like to think those are all her. Where she's like, that's I don't have any patience. True. I just want her to yeah. die. Mm, that's a good point. I, know, I, I feel like at that point, though, like, what was she even doing? You know, she could have just shot him. Like what? Like the, she wants them to die. There's a way more expedient way than spending well, like days or weeks building an elaborate trap. That's like, that's my feeling. It's like why was she? If she'd been disillusioned with Jigsaw for so long, why was she still working with them? I I don't get it. Yeah, it's more of an I, I, it's a mystery for us as the audience, but it doesn't actually make sense for the characters to act like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, yeah. My know, sense was she's like divided inside. Was kind of how I viewed it. 
Or like she just isn't so very good at her job. She's just incompetent. Well, no, I think I think she's like loyal but disloyal. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like she's like sort loyal, of loyal, but yeah. I think they I think they could have done that in a much better way though. If that. Was oh yeah, I. For. Well, because it's not like Jigsaw wouldn't know. Like if she was doing it to mollify him, he knew the door was welded shut. Yeah. Like there's no way he wasn't looking at her welding that shut, which takes hours of work, and be like, "Why are you welding it shut? Oh no, this is part of the." Uh, game, yeah. Like he knows he's a super genius. Of course, I mean, he knows you're welding a door shut. It's also possible that maybe she was doing that, thinking that she's doing it in her own way, and it's not going to be that big of a deal that she's taking. You know, like he might get upset, but he might not. You know, get super upset. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, her motivation. Like the more I think about it, like actually think about it, I I think Adam's right. I think in that third one, they they should have been, and maybe they didn't have time. I was looking at the little pop ups. I was watching that on Amazon and all the pop ups, and it's like <laughs> a lot of the climatic scenes were written on napkins moments before they oh, were really? shot. <laughs> okay, like yeah, like sense. they they that were like boom well, boom why, boom. That's get one of the reasons theaters. why one of the reasons why I was saying it has kind of a twenty four feel is because it does feel like. Now this is happening, and you have to accept it. Like that's that, kind of go, the, go, yeah, go. yeah, um, yeah. And that's again, that's kind of a mid, like early two thousands, mid two thousands kind of thing to do. Like you know, twenty four was popular back then too. That's just like kind of the style of putting things together. Um, and it's not like it's been literal years. I watched that movie a long time ago, and I'm watching it again recently. I watched it again today, actually, before I went to bed because um, I the night job, so I sleep during the day. And it took me until this conversation before I thought about it critically and be like, hey, wait a minute. So clearly <laughs> they outsmarted me is what I'm saying. I've been thoroughly bamboozled. <laughs> and, you know, and again, I think uh, um, it's, it's it, it, her character also is so messed up that it's like, I think maybe they're thinking she's so chaotic that they can kind of still make, I, I feel like. I feel like the oh, she's just unstable is a cause. It's like I don't know when you're when you're making a story. It's like characters have to make more sense than real people in a way. Yeah, it's okay. like yeah, okay. I, I could buy in real life someone just being that ridiculous and nonsensical. But when you're watching a movie, I, I have higher expectations than reality. Okay. Yeah, so. I, and that's a good point. As a as a real actual person, makes sense. Like I could see it as a as a fictional character. Well, real, how dare you not be consistent? Real, real people don't often make sense. Do you know what I mean? Some yeah. people do things yeah, you never yeah. get an explanation. Um, yeah, it's, it's very anomalous expect, to get a, a satisfying I, explanation from somebody's actual motivations. I don't mm-hmm. think they were trying to make her more real. Like I don't think no, goal exactly. no it was fucked um, up. But yeah. I mean, we can read it. As, um, we can read it charitably. Yeah, I, there, there's a lot to like about the movie aside from that. It's just it, that's one reason it bugs me because it's just kind of this flaw in the movie. It's like if they just tweaked your motivation a little bit and made it make a little more sense, it would have been just absolutely perfect there. It, the it only gets worse from here on out in terms of characters <laughs> making sense. Fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm I willing mean, to well, well, one I, thing I, I can deal say, with that. I can I, deal I just, with that I, if I, as long as I. I, mean, it's not I like, will say this in its defense. Yeah. They're very. They at least plan most of these things in advance to some degree, even if they don't execute it well all the time. So, uh-huh. so the stuff that comes after this is it. It's at, at least like even like you see him in this movie, poor wax on the um, on the on the tape. Yeah, uh, I saw that. That 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 is for the next movie. Do you know okay. what I mean? That's he's gonna swallow that, 
and then that's what's going to be in his stomach at the beginning of Saw Four. Um, and so you know, he, you know, so he's and that's how they're able to have him <laughs> have, continue his his game from the grave. Um, beyond the grave. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, knowing that you're dying of a brain tumor and being like, okay, I got a lot of shit to take care of in the next month. And just, like, <laughs> furiously scribbling all these notes and getting all these things moving. Like, okay, hope this works. Ah, my throat, dying. Yeah, I, I can't I, imagine. I hope I mean, I've I, got that much energy when I'm dying of cancer. That's, uh... <laughs> I mean, if I get the flu, like, all of my tasks go out. So, <laughs> I know. I mean, this guy is organized, is what I'm yeah, saying. He's, yeah, he, he's a very motivated person. I think that's one thing they do establish about him. He's motivated. He embraces living life as fully as he's, he possibly can. So He's I guess a high-functioning cancer patient. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. This guy's got that Sigma grind set. Another neologism. I'm going to whipping them out at you. Something, something we, we were talking about his motivations before. And my feeling on that is I, I like the idea behind it of this is a character who his motivation is he's kind of angry at people because he's he's suffering this physical ailment and uh, other people that are don't appreciate what they have. Like, I think if you've ever been sick, that's a that's a common sentiment. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I do sense. get that. Yeah. Um, what doesn't make sense to me is that somebody who wasn't a serial killer suddenly becomes one <laughs> midway in well, like a, a midlife crisis sort of a thing. He always has that I mean, cop out where it's like, I'm not really killing anyone. It's like, well, yeah, you yeah, are though. Are. No, but, but what I mean the, is, if you took you, if someone took you to trial, these would all be murders, all of them. These would yeah. all be homicides. I, I just have trouble believing that somebody would, that he would suddenly become a killer after. Like, I could see that having that experience shape the killing that he's already doing. But it doesn't make sense to me that you were not a killer before and now you're a murderer on a, you know, like at the serial level uh, of murdering. Um, Look at the two. It, it just. A lot of a lot of these just don't line up with his philosophy anyway. A lot of these killings that he does, it's like, you know, they're, they're just I don't know. I just find well, that, and it's such a nebulous thing. You could justify yeah. doing this to anyone, and he's like, oh, you're missing some vital part of yourself. Like you have a unique and horrible trap that you are going to torture them to death with. That's not that's everyone has that kind of like green beret energy. And I like in the third movie where his disciple points that out where it's like your cop didn't learn shit. He's just a hard ass. He broke his own foot and got the fuck out and went on the war path because uh -huh. he's a, he's like a soldier and a cop. Like he's built for that shit. Like this, these games here aren't going to teach everybody a valuable lesson, <laughs> you know, sorry, you're wrong. Like, and she's the rightest person in the movie is, is, is screwed up as her character is. She makes the philosophical rebuttal to him that actually is correct, which is, you're wrong. You're not teaching anyone to value life. You're just mutilating them. Well, yay. <laughs> you'll you'll always appreciate life now. Now I'm going to appreciate dedicating a small portion of my life to finding you and kicking your ass. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to have a foot in you, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to take this. I'm going to take my stump leg and shove it where the sun don't shine. Like, I just... Like I've went, everyone in life has gone through. Almost everyone I know has went through something agonizing, physically mm -hmm. or emotionally or both. And like, 
sometimes it just leaves you miserable and scarred. A lot of the people he tortures are already scarred from having to deal with life, and he's just going to mutilate them more. Way to go, jackass. Well, I think I think you can you I think going through something can be like a shock treatment. It can, it can also be. like yeah, it can give you a new perspective and all that. I don't think torturing and traumatizing people <laughs> is likely to you know, do you know what I mean? In, well, the, the only, the only one works. where it even made any sense was with her character because she was a drug addict and you could kind of see the, like, you could see the thread. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. it would happen, but you no. could see the thread. <laughs> but but for it, it, it just doesn't seem like it would work. Um, and and also, like, I, the way that I look at his characters, I, I think that's fine because he's a character who's in denial about what he's doing. Like, I'm not a murderer. I, I've never actually murdered anybody. So the, the, the denial thing is fine. What I'm not fine with is he's suddenly killing people at age 50 when he yeah. never was before. That well, seems I, I weird think, to me. Well, I, I get that. I, I think they build it up enough. Cause not only does yeah. he go through the terminal cancer, he also yeah. tries to kill himself and it doesn't work. And it, it's the the moment when he's pulling himself out of the flaming wreckage of his car where he's like, even though I'm dying, I'm willing to sacrifice so much for just one more second of life. Like, that's his, like, that's his moment when he kind yeah. of flips. No, and, 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 and here's the thing. In terms of realism, that stuff wouldn't work. But in terms of, in terms of a really interesting, origin? yeah, super I, villain. I mean, you're, you're overlooking a really basic physical fact here. He has a brain tumor. His behavior is going that's to change. Actually that's actually a good that's argument. True. That's a good argument. Thank yeah. you. I, I think that, I think it's I think it's good. This movie is willing to tell us who the real monsters are. It's people with with tumors in their brain. I, yes. Yeah. Round them up and kill them. That's that's, yeah. that's the that's the movie's outlook. You know what? Exactly. It's got a point. Well, let's, what's let's interesting about the movies now. is it has developed this like I, one of the things that you used to hear from people if they were trying to get you to watch Saw is no, he's actually, like, not a bad guy. He's got, like, a, you know, especially... Yeah, and and, and it's like, no, that's... How do you... You only watch Breaking Bad go, Walter White, he's got the right (laughs) idea. (laughs) That Walter White, I like the cut of his jib. (laughs) But, like, very clearly, the movies are not telling you that he's doing the right thing. The movies just get more ridiculous as they go on, and he gets more sympathetic. He's got to be... Can internally consistent and persuasive, and he is those two things. Like you get, gotta give him that. He, he sticks oh, to no, his philosophical guns. He's, he's a great villain. Uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't saying he's a bad villain. I just no, found I, it weird that he suddenly became a serial killer. Well, I think 50. that we were. Yeah. Oh, thank you, darling. I think that we. It's fine. Uh, I I think that we in the mid two thousands didn't quite have the. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. The people that were watching these movies, which was mostly me and my idiot friends. We weren't the brightest group. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I could see that, like, that apocryphal thing, like, oh, Jigsaw's actually, he's actually genius. He's actually doing good stuff. No, no, you idiots. He's not. It's, you're uh, dumb. It's just something that I've heard a lot from people. Too. It's just one of those things no. where, like, you know, no, actually, Jigsaw, blah, blah, blah. Um, which I think if you're looking at the later movies, I could sort of see where you may be getting that. But even in those, it's still... He's still doing bad things to people. So to, and no, he's, like he's not even doing it anymore. Somebody to an acid sprayer machine and be like, "This is for your own good." Yeah. Like, no, no, <laughs> no. But 
but yeah so though oh my one other comment is like jigsaw really should not be mixing his hobby and his health care like he does in part three like oh, yeah. getting brain surgery at the it, like the 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 peak of one of your games just seems like a bad <laughs> bad idea uh because that has to go so perfectly for everything to go right do you know what i mean like yeah, I was getting the timing right where it's like, okay, I've got like five hours to live, so I'm going to spend a month setting up this game so it takes place at the point where I've only got a few hours left and everyone's really in the right place for that. That's just very... almost like an air traffic controller or something at his day job. Like, yeah, he's like a um, he's like an engineer type. Do you know, he reminds me of a guy that like I knew when I did Taekwondo who was like a um. Like uh, I forget what he was. He, he but he he was one of these people that was like Jigsaw, where it's just like he's very good at like the hard sciences and you know black and white thinking and uh yeah. you know you know logic and all this stuff and um you know he just has that that kind of a vibe. But uh, the the other thing too is that the later movies are um I I, I mean you guys might disagree, but I don't know. Like let me know what you think. But I feel like the first three movies are fairly serious i mean there's humor in them but they're fairly serious movies and i feel yeah. by the time you get to like four through seven it's presented in a serious way but it's becoming self-parody and you're kind of, half the fun is kind of the humor of how ridiculous the, some of the stuff is getting mm-hmm. um, well I, I think that whenever um jigsaw actually croaks some element of the kills croak with him, you know, because the work yeah. is carried on after and his plans go on, but he's not there anymore. Yeah. And I think that's to some but he's extent. He's still in the it's, movies. It's, he's still in the movies, though, up, up until he the is, only one he's not like in is Spiral. Um, yeah, and Tobin Bell kept getting work, but he was in flashbacks after that point or as a corpse. But, but that's what's so, see, that's what's so interesting about this is one of the reasons why I like the franchise is they kill him in three. And then it's like, okay, but we still have to have this character somehow. So they have to keep building on that whole idea of recontextualizing previous parts of the movie with flashbacks. And it, it, and 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 he has to have disciples that are able to carry on his work. But they st- there still needs to be an explanation for why there are tapes with his voice on it telling people, I want to play a game. And, and it... it they they managed to pull that off. It's it's ridiculous and corny, but it's an entertaining in the way that the Friday the Thirteenth movies were entertaining. I think. Yeah. I, I think, well, once you've gotten to your third sequel, I, I think that you have to adopt a different. Like you, yeah. you can't keep using the same formula. It'll get stale. You know, you have to do yeah. something new. And I think that they found a new that worked for them and was consistently entertaining. Yeah. Good on them. They yeah. also. They also did find another villain to keep like he's obviously the villain in those movies, but they found another character to function as the villain for like half of those later movies, um, which I think also helped carry them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of these movies, too. I mean, as someone that watched like slasher films in the 80s, like you said, I mean, half the time you're watching those movies, it's with a group of friends on video on tv and everyone's talking except for like oh then oh something's happening oh hey check this scene out (laughs) that's one of the things people don't get about when people are overly critical of horror movies they like i don't think people always understand that horror movies know what they're doing and they know what their audience is doing and the audience is sometimes there 
to say, you know, hey, did you just see that? Or, oh, look how ridiculous that, you know, there's like that. There's a conversation going on between the people watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, with this, this, you know, again, especially when you're getting into like the later Saw films, I think it's that style of film. Oh, yeah. where, and uh, the, the further you are in the Saw franchise, the more hardcore the fans are that are watching it, you know, that makes the more sense into the continuity too. they yeah. are. So like the, the films begin to become more for the fans as it goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why you get your Freddy versus Jason's and your uh, Hellraiser fives and what have you. Like you get to the point where, you know, the, the really I, select I, audience are making them for. I had to, I yeah. had to drop out of Friday the 13th when he went to space. That was my, um. That was my limit on Friday the Thirteenth. Maybe I missed out on a great movie because I've heard people. It, that's like a fun it. one. It is. It's a fun it? one. It's not yeah. like because and at that point, like we're so deep into the Friday the Thirteenth franchise that like it's just clown shoes. But I mean, it's a good I love Part Six is my favorite Friday the Thirteenth. So I mean, they, good... they were making good ones. I think Friday the Thirteenth. If you watch the Hellraiser movie in space, or like you got like a general thing where. People go to space. Where, where space is the line. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I have no opposition. I mean, I love space horror movies. It's just like... We no, already had... when, when established characters go into... Horror characters go into space. Like, did, like, you know, does Pinhead going into space bother you? Yeah, I think that would bother me, too. Like, <laughs> it would know. only bother me if he did a rap. You know? Pinhead and I'm here to say, don't play with my box or I'll... No, wait, I can't rhyme. I can't rap. I, I, mean, I, I had oh. trouble with them sending jason to manhattan that was a little that was too far you know what i mean yeah so <laughs> New York, yeah, i was still ridiculous. i was still on board but it was getting pretty rough and then it's like okay now he's going to hell and then it just kind of started getting it just kind of got more and more ridiculous from there for me um also i think that the production team had changed by that point too so the movies also changed um so did the leprechaun ever but, go into space i forget what that franchise ended up doing he went to the hood. I don't. I know. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was his big yeah, he thing. Went to the hood, yeah, bro. Okay. I, I just had. A, I just had a vague sense there might have been a leprechaun in space movie. I, I want to see the Spike Lee leprechaun movie. <laughs> you know, like give it to him. He knows what to do with it. Somebody should make like a really serious, high quality, Oscar nominated version of the leprechaun movies and see what happens. And just straight up call it Leprechaun Four or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They stay <laughs> in continuity. They keep everything, yeah. and they just make it this Oscar worthy masterpiece. It's gonna yeah. be like totally yeah. authentic Celtic mythology. It's gonna be yeah. fantastic. Yes, yeah, heavily researched. It's got like really, you know, Warwick Davis is in it, but he's got like an ensemble cast of like top notch <laughs> actors. They bring in like a really high quality scriptwriter. You know, they throw yeah, billions of dollars at it. You know. Um, yeah, that'd be rad. This, this is well, how I, mean, I would spend my money if I are, had, like, um, I, I, don't, I think studios agree with you. A lot of modern horror movies are kind of like that. You know, like, uh, what was that? Um, uh, the Witch and all uh, all those movies, Midsummer. Like, those are really high-budget, like, big studio movies. So, like, there's, there's a genre of, like, really no, artsy horror. But that's yeah. different. That's an art house direction. I'm saying, like, a... Um, more like a broader, broader appeal, but just very high quality. Mm-hmm. You know I what see. I mean? Yeah, kind of like Gremlins right, so quality. No, like I mean enough Gremlins to win, an, to enough to win an award, but not <laughs> that it would alienate a, a mass audience. Do you know what I mean? Like I got you. So it'll be surprising to everybody that a Leprechaun movie is like the number one movie in the land, and you know what I mean. Okay. Um, I don't know. We, we 
the, we're gonna crit, critics and stuff. audiences both adore it. That kind of a movie. That, you um, know, that should be our segue into the critical versus audience reactions to the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That real that's the perfect segue, dude. I've been waiting for it, but that's the one. I forgot oh, yeah, so we forgot. So yeah, the big thing, like obviously Joel mentioning that Saw was not as bloody as I thought was one of the reasons why we did this. Another was I was looking at the um the audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes and it's a real, like the divide between audience and critics on this movie is Gold. astounding. So Saw <laughs> 1, audience score is 84% and the critic score is 50%, um, yeah. which is a pretty big gap. Um, it's also interesting that the 50% basically means the critics were split on it. So that's kind of interesting, too. Well, that's the most um, generous one for critics, as I recall, yeah. that first one. Yeah. yeah. The, the, that, the splat reviews I saw from the critics on those, one of them in particular stuck out to me where he was like, they could have kept it in the room and made this a horror version of Waiting for Godot. And I wanted to put that guy in a saw trap. Because that's what Saw fans want is 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 waiting for yeah Godot. is waiting for Godot. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything can be judged by that metric, you well, fart sniffer. What's yeah. what's also funny is it still did manage to get that kind of a feel. Like it's it, for a horror movie, it's really trusting its audience to stick with these two characters stuck in this room. Like it's it's a very no exit type of sort of setup, right? And so I think it. I think it. Uh, I don't know. I I think that he's kind of sneering at the fact that like I, I it, it kind of does that like it's not it's not the movie that he wants but well it's not a I stage it, play yeah but but it, but it is a movie play. that's very concentrated in one location um and there are other locations but it's not like those are the focus the way that this one you know you're, you feel like you're spending most of your time in that one room i think Yeah, that was the criticism that stuck out to me. What's the second one's Rotten Tomatoes for? So the second one is 37% for critics and 59 for the audience. And I think that's the one that the, the maybe the that's closest That's the lowest on. audience one, too. Yeah, yeah, that is the lowest. That's technically not fresh. That's It's got a spilt over green popcorn container, whatever that means. Um, wah, wah. And so in uh, Saw 3, the audience score is 71% and the critic score is 30%. So the critics have totally... Totally bottomed out at this point. They are not interested in Saw. And so I, 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 I'm fearful to see what um, <laughs> Saw Four might be on their on their score. Um, I think it's. I think. I think one of the later ones they actually kind of got a slightly higher score at some point, but for the most part, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty low. Um, but I think. I think it's pretty indicative of uh, you know just the that's kind of like the story of horror in general, right? Horror has always well, it, kind of been this genre that is, uh, it is the reason I bring up the whole comparison to waiting for Godot is because I want to make it clear that a lot of the reason that these are rated low by, by like serious film critics is because they have such rigid standards and they're not interested in actually judging these things as the audience would judge them. They don't look at the same criteria. They don't find derive entertainment from them in the same way. And, like, that's a huge failing of criticism if it can't well, even look at something in genre and say, what is good about this within its own genre? Another issue is just the fact that, like, a critic is someone that's paid to watch every single movie, and the mm -hmm. audience is people to go out, that go out and see the mov a movie they think they will like. So it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's inevitable that you're going to get lower scores with critics. 
No, that's true. But but horror has always kind of been like the whipping oh, boy I agree of like the, yeah. of the critics. I I think there's reasons for that. Like I think obviously film critics they come from like a background in like you know something like film studies or whatever, and horror definitely goes right up into all of the lines that film studies people don't like. Do you know what I mean? And not in terms of craft, but in terms of like potential messaging and imagery and all this stuff. Well, and so I think that there's a there's, there's a cathartic nihilism in horror. You know, there, there's a there's an audience facing uh, sadism in it. You know, and I think critics think of that as a moral failing on the part of the yeah, creation. Of yeah, yeah, that, that's well, that's exactly what I think. One, it is. one thing that critics tend to hate too is movies that are very deliberate in getting a reaction out of you, <laughs> and and horror often falls into that category not always but it yeah. often does it's they they, they you know uh, critics will complain about manipulation it's like well sometimes i do want a movie to manipulate me i want it to make me laugh or just scare yeah. the crap out of me it's like i don't need everything to be ambiguous and thoughtful so well that's because critics will sometimes complain about sentimentality in movies too and like sometimes yeah. i like sentimentality it kind of you know gives you an emotion um yeah, it's like what the what? fuck are you watching movies for if you can't if you don't want to feel feelings, you jackass. Well, I think I think I mean I, it's probably a much deeper issue, but I just think in terms of the horror, I think you you hit it on the head with it's the sadism, it's the um it's the feeling that that there that there's some that there isn't a good moral argument being made by the movie itself. I, I think a lot of times movies. they're misunderstanding what the movie well, is trying to do. That's know. the thing. I you know, when I talk about Saw from an intellectual standpoint, you get into philosophy and all of that. Yeah, the whole thing just falls apart. So it's like it it is just a completely wrong way to approach this movie. That's uh, not what it's really trying to do, like you say. And so, yeah, so, yeah. <sighs> and I think also the um, the. The. Well, there's a generation. To... Saw was at a generational divide too, because like even I, like I, I, I felt affronted. Yeah, by you it. guys totally miss it. Yeah. This, these movies yeah. rock. So, Shut up. So, um, <laughs> I think that it was it was a new style. You know, it was the beginning of torture porn, right? So, like, it's because yeah. uh, this this know, was very quickly followed by things like Hostel, which were yeah. way way more grotesque. Um, and you can kind of tell that by the third movie, Hostel's been out for a while. And mm -hmm. so they're having to do the trepanation scene and like, we're going to have to make them squirm. We, we got, we got competition. We got, uh, yeah. what was that movie? Um, uh, the human centipede. Like that was, I don't yeah. know if that was yeah, like, that's... at this point, but it was like on the horizon. So like, yeah, the, and, the competition was getting very stiff. And honestly, these kind of movies are not really my, like I said, I'm not huge into films like this. I've seen some of them like that. Like, you know, I've seen some of the saw movies. I liked Wolf Creek, even though that I thought was really uncomfortable to watch. I had no interest in seeing Human Centipede. I have to like I I heard about it. I didn't understand no. the appeal of it at all. No. Um, and that's I think that's kind of to me that was sort of the the fruition of the torture porn genre. Yeah, that was its final most uh, misshapen child. Um, <laughs> so I can I can appreciate why people don't like it, but I have to say like I think the Saw series is actually a really like it's it's a really entertaining series overall. Um, and it's not, it's not nearly as gross as, uh, you know, as it might seem. 
Um, yeah, it knows how to trigger you. I'll say that about it. Mm-hmm. it. It knows how to get under your skin. And I, I'm really happy there's a ton of sequels to it because it means we can kind of put this in the same category as like your Friday the 13th and Halloween. Oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like we, we now have another wonderful long-running horror series that we can put on the shelf next to those giant like VHS box collections. Yeah. Yeah, there's something wonderful about that. And and it's that's a pretty unique element to horror. There's not a lot of other genres that make like these huge, like nine sequel long bricks of consistent. And they content. did like one a year for a while too. So yeah, like, man, they cranked out every out. year. Uh, yeah, one, two, and three were one one year after another. I kind of looked that up. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, and it, that kept going. So it's like, Jesus, like every year you just got, you have one coming out. Uh, yeah. So so we should probably end it here because it's like 2 a.m., I think. And we, yep, uh, you, got, you guys get to sleep. I need to work. Yeah, so, so You have to get to work? What do you, yeah. are you work at night I work now? after the oh, I am oh. a night worker now. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, you guys right, enjoy so, your rest, you clowns. So we'll uh, we'll know. end it here, and um, I I don't know what we're doing next time. I know that we have some stuff that we were talking about doing. I know that a Del Toro project was mentioned. Oh yeah, that, well, I, I don't think that's still September or something anyway. Oh okay, okay. Or October actually, that's coming out hmm. there now. Ooh, October be a good. Oh, time. so it's yeah. not even out yet. It's it's something that's coming out. Probably. Yeah, it's on a streaming we service in October. It, there will be a Del Toro anthology series. So okay. that, that it would be interesting to do. I, wa- I was I, thinking. Still gonna... Oh, go ahead. The Conjuring might be an interesting uh, movie to go to after yeah, this one because maybe. Uh, because I don't, know, James I don't remember liking Bond. the Conjuring. So it's uh, we don't have to do it if you. Don't want I, I don't, I'd rather do it than not. Like I don't remember liking it, but it might be fun to hate something. Uh, I remember our discussion on Sleepwalkers <laughs> was a lot of fun as a result. That's uh, a. I, yeah. I'm still gonna keep stumping for Twin Peaks, like making making you sit down and watch that entire uh, series, then the sequel series and the I, movie. I'm gonna uh, make you do it. Killing my soul, making me. You watch know you want to watch Twin Peaks. Um, you, you want to sit there, hear the backwards talking dwarf drink coffee. Um, you want that? You need that. <laughs> so, horse in a spotlight, man. We will, uh, yeah, we will, we will resume this discussion next time. And uh, (laughs) And, uh, until then, we will talk to you later.